the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. I want to take you back to the year 1966. How many of you were alive in 1966? You were, st- you were here. All right. So you know what I'm talking about. Back in 1966, 52 years ago, there were two men. One was named Bert. The other name was Adam. And Bert and Adam became huge television stars back in 1966. These two uh, crime fighters were a bit unusual in that Bert and Adam wore spandex while fighting criminals in one of our nation's largest cities. Their full names were Adam West and Burt Ward. Their television names are Batman and Robin, affectionately called and known as the Dynamic Duo. I want to share with you today the original Dynamic Duo, not Batman and Robin. They've only been around for a few years. I want to go back to thousand years in scripture and show you the original dynamic duo and last weekend we talked about motivation things that should motivate you to share your faith this week i want to give you the secret sauce the two keys that will help anyone in this room to be able to share your faith effectively and to reach the unsaved for jesus christ number one is prayer And prayer is something that anybody in this room can do. But prayer is one of the dynamic duos as far as how we're going to win this city to Jesus Christ. In my book on page 92, I tell the story of a man named John Hyde. John Hyde, H-Y-D-E, was the son of a Presbyterian minister. He moved to India in the year 1892 as a missionary The area that he went to had about one million people in it, this particular region. He was only one of five Christian witnesses in that community back in 1892. He was physically challenged in that he was partially deaf. He soon realized that there was something stronger than any of his abilities or any of his disabilities. He discovered the power of prayer. After many years with very little success and very few conversions, in the year 1908, 
John Hyde began to pray what many thought to be an impossible request at the time. He began to pray, God, give me one soul today. Give me one soul today. Prayed it every day. When he woke up, he'd get down beside his bed and he would get on his knees and he would pray sometimes for an hour, sometimes for two hours. He would say, Lord God, give me one soul today. He prayed it every day. That year, the year 1908, he kept track. And at the end of that year, he had led over 400 people to Christ. The next year, the year 1909, he changed his prayer. He began to pray, God, give me two souls every single day. Give me two souls. And at the end of that year, the records show that nearly 800 people had given their lives to Jesus Christ through this man's ministry in India. His reputation earned him the name of praying John Hyde. He's not even known as John Hyde anymore. He's now known as praying John Hyde. In the year 1910, the next year, he doubled up. He said, Lord, give me four souls a day, O God, and nothing less. He would pray that prayer. And at the end of 1910, once again, God was faithful to answer his prayers. And the story goes that some 1,600 people in that year came to salvation because of this man's work and this man's prayers. A few years later, a few years later, John Hyde died. And a medical examiner discovered something truly amazing, that his heart, John Hyde's heart, had literally shifted from the, his chest cavity, from the left side of his chest cavity to the right side. And there was no logical medical explanation for this phenomenon. However, many people believe that it was partially due to the intense burden of prayer of which this man prayed. And the story of praying John Hyde is much more than just a good story. It's a true story that gives us an example of the spiritual power that is found in prayer. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 reads, I urge you then first of all, that request, prayers, and intercession and thanksgiving be made for who? For everyone. Now, we know the next verse that says we're to pray for those that are kings and for those in authority. We always quote 1 Timothy 2.2. But we always skip over the first verse that says that you and I as believers are supposed to be praying for everyone. Now, there are three things that happen when you pray. Number one, write this down. It softens hearts. It will soften your heart, and it will soften the heart of anyone who you are praying for. So when you begin to pray for someone, what happens is God begins to soften your heart towards that person initially. Now, here's what most of us do. We go through our daily activities, and we're okay until we meet someone that aggravates us. Or we meet someone that irritates us. It could be at work, it could be a neighbor, but we're pretty good Christians until we meet this one person and all of a sudden we just get agitated towards this individual. And we start yelling at them or we'll curse them or we'll complain about them or we'll get on Facebook and we'll say something bad about them on Facebook or social media. 
And what you ought to be doing is you ought to be praying for that person. Because you're supposed to pray for everyone. And if you'd start to pray for that person instead of complain about that person, what you would discover is that God would begin to change your heart and you would begin to have compassion for the person that you were previously complaining about. I want you to know, it's difficult when you've been praying for someone specifically by name, it's difficult then to be irritated by that person. It's usually a sign that you've not been praying for that person. But prayer will not only soften your heart, prayer will begin to soften the heart of the person that you're praying for. It's what prayer does. I I met a lady uh, today, she said she'd been praying for 20 years for, I think, her sister to come to know the Lord, and the sister came to know the Lord after 20 years. Sometimes you've got to pray, but it works. Have you, ever, have you ever met someone or known someone who you thought to yourself, well, that person will never, ever become a Christian? Well, that thought proves that you've not been praying for that person. Because if you've been praying for that person, you wouldn't say, well, that person will never, ever become a Christian. That proves your heart's wrong. Because no one is without the reach of the love of God. God can save anybody. So... Pray, pray for everyone, and you'll watch. God will change your heart, and God will change the heart of the person you're praying for. Secondly, God will begin to open up doors. He'll open up windows. We call these divine appointments. That's just what God does. As you pray, God will open up a window for that person to actually hear the gospel. Now, we believe, correct me if I'm wrong, as believers, we believe if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed that you can say to a mountain, mountain move and the mountain will move. And if we believe that God can move a mountain, if you have enough faith to believe that God can move a mountain, don't you think God can open up a door? I mean, which is more difficult, moving a mountain or opening a door? Which is more difficult? Moving the mountain. And so if we believe that, then we know that through prayer that God will answer our prayer of faith and he'll begin to open up doors and you'll find the person you're praying for, maybe you're at lunch, one day you'll be sitting there and lo and behold, that person will come and sit down right next to you. And it'll be just the two of you. God will arrange that. Or maybe someone at work you've been praying for one day will call you and say, "Uh, hey, my car broke down. Is there any way you could uh, take me to, uh, to work today? Could I catch a ride? Sure. Now they're in your car. They're captive for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes if you're on the 405. Amen. But God will begin to open up doors. And number three, prayer will give you boldness. Because really that's our biggest hurdle in sharing our faith. We're just afraid. We're just scared. Some of us are more scared than others. I've told you before, about half the time I come out here, I'm scared to death to come out here. It's like, Lord, I don't know if I can go out there. and I mean, these people are, some of these people are scary looking. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But, uh. I mean, it's not, it's not easy being up here on the stage. I've prayed this prayer more than any other prayer I've ever prayed is, God, give me boldness. Help me to just give me boldness to say what needs to be said. And something happens to me. I'm naturally an introvert. By the time I walk from there to here, I'm scared out of my mind. Walk, I get here, and all of a sudden, I'm bold as a lion. I'm bold as a lion. 
I'm not afraid of, to say anything to you. But that's the Spirit of God working in me. Peter wrote these words in Acts chapter 4, verse 29. He had been threatened. He'd actually been arrested and told, don't you ever again speak ever again in the name of Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 4. He's released, and after he's released, after his arrest, here's his prayer in Acts 4.29. Lord, enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Because that's what prayer will do. It will enable you and to speak clearly and to speak boldly. Now, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to uh, Colossians chapter 4. Let me see your Bibles. I want to see your Bibles. Paul is writing to a church in Colossae. And the first word is the word in, in verse 2 is devote. Everybody say devote. And Paul writes these words, you all need to devote yourselves to prayer. Now, you're all devoted to something. Some of you are devoted to several things. But Paul says you need to devote yourselves to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. He says, when you're praying, I want you to pray for us that God will open the door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in. Now, let me get this straight. You're chained up. He's in chains. He's in jail. He's in prison. Why is he in there? Well, he's chained. He's in jail because he was arrested for preaching about Jesus Christ. So he's arrested. He's in jail. And he writes a letter to the church, and he says, you all need to devote yourselves to prayer. And while you're at it, I want you to pray that God would open up doors for me to share my faith. Now, if you and I were in jail, enchained, we'd have written a letter to the church, and we'd have said, hey, you all devote yourselves to prayer. And while you're praying, hey, pray that I get out of these chains. I want to go home. I'm in here unjustly. I need to get out. I want to get back to my family. That's what we'd have been praying. But Paul writes, I want you to pray. Devote yourselves to prayer. And while you're at it, hey, I want you to pray that somehow God will open up doors even though I'm in chains. I mean, what's he talking about? Well, maybe allow me to witness to the other prisoners. Help me to witness to the jailer. Help me to witness to the, those who I will stand before when they drag me out of here and throw me in court. Paul begins to pray even though he's in prison that he would have opportunities, that God would open up doors for him to share his faith. It's amazing. Verse 4, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. And then verse 5 and 6, they go together, but they're two different things. Verse 5 says, be wise. Everybody say be wise. Now watch this. Be wise in the way that you ACT. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders making the most of every opportunity what he says in verse 5 pray that you are careful how you act this is the way you live this is what you do the way you behave make the most of every opportunity why because people are watching you and they're watching me so so make the most of every opportunity he says and be wise in the way that you act and then he comes to verse 6 that says, And let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with what? Now, if I was writing this, it would be salsa, but he writes salt. <laughs> so that you may know how to answer 
everyone. Verse 5 talks about how you act. Verse 6 talks about how you speak. And they go hand in hand. You see, and you begin to pray, God, help me to make the most of every opportunity towards the outsiders and the way I live my life. And then when someone asks me, help me to be able to give the right answer in verse 6. That's what prayer enables you to do. Now, I want you, you're in the book of Colossians. Go to your left. Just turn, like, turn one page left, one page, two page, three pages. You'll be in Philippians. And turn a couple more pages to one more book, Ephesians. And Ephesians 6, verse 19, same guy, but a different letter to a different church. He writes, pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, that words may be given so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. And then he says it again in verse 20, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that even though he's in jail and even though he's chained, he says, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this sequence. When you begin to pray, God will soften your heart. He'll soften the heart of the person that you're praying for. God will then open up a door and enable you or enable someone to talk to that person in some form or fashion. And then God will give you boldness and the ability to speak clearly into that person's life that's what happens when you pray and i will tell you this and please don't be offended by this if you have never ever led anybody to jesus christ ever in your entire life and you've been an elder in the church for 60 years it's because you truly have not been praying these things for a particular person because god will do these things through prayer now let me give you the second half of the dynamic duel the first half is prayer Here's the second half, just as important, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that actually is the one who softens the heart. The Holy Spirit is the one who actually opens the door. And the Holy Spirit is the one who actually gives boldness. And you can be right here today... And you can pray for anybody in the entire world, and like an arrow, the Holy Spirit will go to wherever or whoever you're praying. The Holy Spirit can go inside your neighbor's house. You don't even have to go inside the house. You can actually drive your car up and down the street of your house and just stop out front and bow your head and begin to pray for whoever lives in that house, and the Holy Spirit will go inside that house and begin to soften their hearts towards the things of God. You can pray for your boss. Some of you like your boss. Some of you can't stand your boss. He's up in the ivory tower. While you can pray for your boss and the Holy Spirit will go up in the ivory tower inside your boss's office and he'll begin to work on your boss you can be right here in the united states of america and you can pray for people anywhere in the world like an arrow the holy spirit will go to whoever who you pray for first of the year we handed out these bracelets i have several i wear them from different time i've got a, a bracelet and, and one of you will have to help me out it's a, it's a, a city in China, and it's, it's spelled T-I-A-N-J-I-N. T 
Tianjin, all right? T-I-A-N-J-I-N. It's one of the 30 largest cities in the world. And from this church, we're praying for the 30 largest cities in the world. And that's one of the bracelets I have. So I've done a little research. How many of you have heard of Beijing? Okay. Beijing's on the list. Beijing has over 21 million people in Beijing. Now put that in perspective. We have about 8, 9 million, 10 million here in L.A. So Beijing is twice the size of L.A. And most of you have heard of Beijing. Most of you have never heard of Tianjin. I looked it up. It's 70 miles from Beijing. One of the 30 largest cities in the world. Here's Beijing. 70 miles about the distance from L.A., from, from here to Disneyland, Orange County, is another city, Tianjin, that has over 15 million people in it. And I've been praying right here in L.A., Porter Ranch. And what do you pray? Well, Lord, I just, I'm praying for the people in that city. There's 15 million people. I know many of them do not know Christ. And Lord, would you begin to work in that city and whatever the people are doing, and I pray, God, that you would raise up some missionaries and some church planters, and if there are Christians there, God, give them boldness and watch over them and protect them and help them to reach their neighbor. And if there's little house churches, God, help those house churches to grow. And if there are any Christian churches, God, help those Christian churches to grow. And Lord, would you just begin to stir in their heart? Maybe as our church right now in L.A., we're trying to raise some money to buy Chinese Bibles and you, this is all online, and, and we're at, we actually have people that are going to hand out Chinese Bibles in Tianjin. And I'm praying, Lord, when those Bibles are handed out, I just pray that whoever receives them, that it will be, uh, you know, by your divine appointment, and that when they read those Bibles, that they will give their hearts and lives to Jesus Christ. From right here, I begin to pray that, and the Holy Spirit is doing all that. uncertain times, we know as Christians there's great comfort available to us in the form of prayer. We have phone counselors standing by and ready to take your call. Our number is easy to dial. It's 888-818-4777. If you are unable to get through the first time you call, please be sure to try again. Our number again is 888-818-4777. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. Our address again is liftupjesus.com. Deep in the heart of every believer, there's a faint whisper, a call, a prompting. We go about our business and we hear it. We see and interact with lost people every day. And the whisper echoes again for us to share our faith and tell others about Jesus. And yet, we still resist. In his latest book, Compelled, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shares his earnest desire for each and every believer to be equipped with the good news of salvation. He encourages you with inspiring stories of men and women, young and old, who have accepted the irresistible call to share Jesus with everyone they meet. And he provides practical methods to overcome your fears and effectively articulate the message of salvation. Thousands of readers have already taken advantage of this incredible book, and now it's here for you. Compelled. The irresistible call to share your faith can be yours right now for a gift of $15 or more to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as easy as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith on our website, 
liftupjesus.com. Our address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover for yourself the strength that awaits inside you to speak boldly to others of how Jesus Christ has changed your life forever. Don't hesitate. Call us right now and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's latest book, Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith, today. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com, and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says Monthly Devotional. There is a place on the monthly devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.